I know because I, I looked at my phone. Always happy to hear from you. I assume you just got off work or something? At the great international house of pancakes. Well, I'm glad you got a job where you can put your Russian classes to use. Vasiva. You know, I am always glad when you call. Of course. But we work different hours. You know, you're working third shift. And you, of course, are working that nine to five. Yeah, well, I was going to say no shift, but yeah, that's <laughs> similar. Um, so today. Okay, tonight, here we go. It was sure. a mixture of today and yesterday because I work over the hump, over the midnight hours. I'm, I'm very aware of that. So I guess yesterday, yesterday night, should I say, how should I, when I tell this story to people, should I say it was this morning? Should I say it was last night? Or should I just say today? Um, what do you feel in your heart? I feel like it was today because my schedule is basically I'm awake from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. Yeah. So I'm also kind of working a 9 to 5. That's fun. Yeah, I find myself keeping those hours too since you got this job. Do you ever think that Karl Marx got his idea for the Communist Manifesto from Dolly Parton's 9 to 5? Um, no. Oh. I mean... Well, fuck I guess, me then, I guess. Okay, well, I didn't mean to be so harsh about it. I, was, I just don't think those dates work out. Um, oh, so you don't subscribe to the theory that Karl Marx is a time traveler? Well, now I am interested, though. Oh, it would take too long to explain. You just got to research it yourself on YouTube. Okay, well, I'm too busy watching old Alex Jones videos. Yeah, I've been real addicted to... Like, here's the thing. When I get tired... I start watching the trashiest YouTube videos and I just they just get trashier and trashier. See, when I'm tired, I call you. Yeah, I know. So today, yes. today, this this session, this episode of IHOP. Oh, sure. It should be a show. It would have to be on like FXX because of all the swearing and the horrible sexual harassment. What would be a good name for this show before we go forward? I, International uh, Hell of Pancakes. Oh my God, that was so quick. Clearly, <laughs> because I live this. in hell. I work from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. at hell. Yeah, that's a rough shift, even in hell. So today, today I'm taking a to-go order. Well, tonight. Tonight? This morning. Oh, I thought we were. I thought we had established that I could call it whatever I wanted. Yeah, I was just being a dick. Go ahead. Okay, so today. Right. 
I get a to-go order call in. Sure. This man wants pancakes. Unsurprising, considering the establishment in which I work. Sure, you probably get a lot of requests for pancakes. His name is Zebra. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I asked him what his name was, and he said Zebra. And I said, like the weird horse? And he said, exactly like the weird horse. Well, he sounds fun. He probably gets that a lot. Okay. Yeah. So I write down Zebra. Sure you do. So this is the story of the altercation between Mr. Zebra and Table 8. Oh, and Table 8. Table 8. Because Table 8 is by the window that faces the lobby. That is important. Okay. So eventually, Table 8 is having a nice bunch? What? Breakfast? What's that? Because brunch is between breakfast and lunch. What's between dinner and breakfast? Usually Fourth meal, according to Taco Bell. Yeah, that let's you know what? I think that's the one time Taco Bell did something we can all agree on. Well, that and the double decker. But they took that Oh, away. and the Doritos Locos Tacos. You can't forget that. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I do kind of love Taco Bell. I'm such trash. I just want to watch like people yelling at Conway West on YouTube and then Conway eat. West. Wait. <laughs> did I call him Conway West? He's, He's a, a Mississippi man. He's a mashup Louisiana character. Louisiana woman, Mississippi man, Yeezy. Kanye West. I was doing a mashup between Kanye West Conway and... Conway Twitty. And I was thinking of Tim Conway, who is an don't old comedian. Don't know who that is. You don't need to. He was very funny, though. He's a very I old comedian. I will trust you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up on YouTube. Anyway, so uh, Table 8 is having a fourth meal. Table 8's having fourth meal at Table 8. Uh-huh. And... Then Mr. Zebra comes in. I like that you call him Mr. Zebra. That's respectful. I taught you I gotta well. assume it's his last name. Sure, yeah. Zebra as a first name would be ridiculous. So, so Mr. Zebra comes in, and it's important to note what these people look like at this point. Oh, Table sure. Table 8 is a white suburban couple, probably in their mid-50s. Mr. Zebra is a tall, skinny black man covered in tattoos. Okay. I think you can use context clues to tell where this story is going, but I'm going to finish it anyway. Sure. Okay. Well, I do want to hear where it's going. Because I, like I like to get angry sometimes. Like so, in the middle of the night, I like to just wake up and see how angry I could get and then see if I can get back to sleep. Oh, am I helping? Yeah, you're doing great. Great. So, Mr. Zebra comes in, and he goes to the hostess, and he's like, hey, my name's Zebra, and I ordered some pancakes. And we're like, we know who you are, Mr. Zebra, because your name is Zebra. Right. He goes, and he sits in the lobby, and I'm, because his meal isn't ready yet, because when would anything work out to be ready on time, Mr. People in the Kitchen? Are they also named Mr. People in the Kitchen? Because these Yes, they're a unit. They're a hive mind. So... The people in the kitchen don't have it ready yet, so Mr. Zebra has to sit in the lobby. And as he's sitting in the lobby, he's just kind of looking in because the chair faces the restaurant itself, like the seating area. So, of course, he's looking in that direction. He's not going to look at the wall. Right. And table eight is like, that man is staring at us. He is a danger to our lives. And they call the manager. So he was literally doing nothing. Literally he was doing nothing as much as any one person can do nothing. That's as much nothing as you can do without being dead is sitting. Yeah, which was too much for table eight. So they so, reported him for sitting down. Yes. They get a hold of the manager. 
And they're like, we are going to call the police on this man. For, for what? For sitting ominously. Mmm, that's no way to sit, Zebra. Okay. So I take the food, which is finally ready, and I take it out to Mr. Zebra, and I hand it to him, and he's like, hey, can I get some syrups? And I was like, okay, I'm sorry I didn't include syrups. I will get some. And so I yeah, go back and I grab pretty, like... Th- yeah, you yeah, gotta... no, it's pretty basic. I'm horrible at my job, but that is not the point of this story. Okay. So I grab three syrups, and I bring it back. And at this point, he's now noticing that Table 8 is complaining about him, and now he's actually staring at them? Well, sure, as you would if someone's complaining about you. And so I give him his syrups, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to need more syrups than that. And I'm like, Mr. Zebra, please. Hey, the man needs his syrups. What do you want to be? The man needs his syrup. And so as I'm walking back with his syrups, he, he walks into the seating area and he looks at the lady at table eight and he's like, hey, you got a staring problem because you can't seem to quit staring at me. Okay, so he's upset at this point, naturally, as you would be. And the lady, the lady says, it's a free country. I can stare at whoever I want. Oh, hypocrisy has reared its ugly head in this story. Didn't yes. see that coming. And so I give the man his syrup, and he says, thank you. And I'm just like, thank you, please leave before something horrible happens. But you don't want to say, please leave, because then I you're... Don't, I don't say, please leave. I'm then just you're like, on the side of Table 8, and you don't want to be on the side of Table 8. I would much rather be on Mr. Zebra's side than Table 8's side. Right, sure. But I give him his syrups, and I say, have a nice day. And then he's... And I forget what Table... They muttered something under their breath. That's why I don't know. I don't know what the lady at table eight said, but Zebra left and said, shut up, bitch, eat your eggs. <laughs> so Mr. Zebra's uh, kind of funny, too. Yeah. And oh, that's what Here's I knew. That was the moment. That was the moment I knew I had to quit my job at IHOP. And the point is, I put in my two weeks. Fine. I'm going to give you that one since it was your daughter. And that was nice that you answered it. Yeah. Well, I guess she she quit her job. But look, you should tell her that that kind of stuff can wait until, like, later the next day. Well, baby, you know, like, um, she's probably upset. You're right, I understand. I understand. Oh, God, now why is this happening now? Well, um, I don't, I don't know. Well, just... Get it for the love of all that is good and holy. Hello. Hello, David. This is Dr. Nauzardin. Are you there? Um, well, I did say hello. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's a late for a doctor's call, but all right. Well, you know, your friends message me, and I have a practice in Houston. I'm the doctor from my 600-pound life. And they tell me that during quarantine, you've been gaining lots of weight, and they are very worried for your health. Well, that's sweet of them. I don't think, I mean, I've gained a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It's like a few, it's a few pounds here and there. It's like, uh, you know, it's like fun time weight. I mean, summer, summer weight. Isn't that you a thing? You can make excuse all you want. You sound like you'd have problem with food and do not know how to stop eating. No, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with food. I love food. Food's the best. Yeah, that is, no, no. You, you're loving. Everyone loves food, but you are the one 
who eats too much food because you are addicted to it because you have not dealt with your emotional problems. Well, okay, you can say addicted to food, but aren't we all like addicted? Like you're going to die without food. So in a way, aren't we all addicted to food, doctor? No, you are making an excuse for your overeating. You can have food, you just don't overeat. Not everyone needs fried chicken and pizza and ice cream. You can have other foods that are better for you. Wait, did they tell you about me getting the fried chicken pizza? Because that was like a one-time, well, it was like a once-a-week thing. I did that for a couple weeks where I would order a fried chicken pizza and then I would eat, I, would, I wouldn't even eat all of it. I would eat half of it. And then I would eat the rest of it the next day. So I Your wasn't friends eating. have told me they do not want to be enablers anymore. And that KFC will no longer make you that pizza. Yeah, you know, but you know how in you have to be with KFC to get them to make you a pizza? You think that's easy to do? You think anyone could just call up a Kentucky Fried Chicken, as we called it back in my day, and get them to make, they don't make pizza. I made them David, make pizza. this behavior is very scary to me, and I believe that if it continues, you will not be able to live much longer. Well, I just wanted some credit for at least being persuasive. And by the way, who said I wanted to live that much longer? That's an assumption that you most, all are- Most people your weight are very persuasive to get the food they want. They make everyone around them enabler when they can't do the things that they actually want to do. Like what, what am I keeping? Did they say I was keeping them from doing things? Did anyone actually Oh, they say? tell me you can't get out of bed and you yell and cry until they bring food to you. Well, okay, I wouldn't call it yelling. I'm raising my voice so they can hear me because it's a big apartment. You know? Yes, but David, you can't move. So if they come give you food, they are your enabler for you. If they come bring you ice cream when you don't need it, when you are over 600 pounds, you don't need ice cream. Well, okay, can I also say I don't know for sure how much I weigh because I have not gotten out of bed and I don't own a scale. So, you know. Well, that's why we're going to have to get you down to Houston so that we can get you on a giant bed that also weighs you. That does sound comfy, though. That's nice. It is a nice bed. And also, if you come to Houston, we will have to, we will exploit your fatness for television. So if you'd like, we can, you need to sign a form so that we can film you at all times, even when you are naked, which we do with almost everyone on the show. We would like to show how disgusting the fat people are by showing their full naked bodies. Uh, you know what? I'm actually fine with that. And if you want some videos ahead of time, I do have some naked videos myself. I'll just send those to you, like, you know, if you want to get like That would not sizzle. be necessary, David. I do not okay. need your archival footage of your gross fat body. I'm texting you now. This no, is, David, this please be... do not send to me. I, I, I only have an, an Android phone. Do you have Dropbox? What do you do? Google Drive? Dropbox? I have Google Drive. You could go drnowzarden at gmail.com. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna, because I want to send you the full-size ones, you know, because people will, I assume people watch this show on like a big screen, right? 
It's like a it's cinematic. It's 600-pound life on the learning channel. You can learn how fat someone can actually get. Now, are we allowed to be over 600, or is that like a cap? Oh, if you are over 600, it's even better. But we'll have to probably get an ambulance to drive you to to drive you to Houston so that just in case you get blood clot on the way. All right. Well, as long as it's not on my dime, I'm fine with whatever. No, it'll probably cost you around $26,000. Here's the problem is I've been spending a lot of my money on food. You don't want to do like a New York. You should do, you know how like CSI had like CSI Miami, CSI Chicago. See, I assume there was a Chicago one. What about You're not going to do FAT New York, David. You have to come to Houston. This is starting to seem like a lot of work. I know. When someone gets as fat as you, they haven't done any work in a long time. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I've done work. Like, um, I posted some, like, cartoons I drew on Facebook, you know, and Instagram. Like, I had to cross-post. Um, so I had to set all that up, you know, so that's work. A lot of people work from home now, doctor. Oh, well then I guess fuck me. David, that doesn't even make any sense. You're not overweight. I know, but I thought maybe I could get on TV and stuff. Well, I'll tell you something else. That show is offensive to people who have problems or who are overweight. Well... I know, but I mean, TV, not everything is about getting on TV. Oh, for the love of God, David, why? I don't know. Let's like find out. Hello. Hey, uh, David. Uh, yeah. David. Uh, Davey. Yeah, Dwight. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is crazy. I didn't think you would, uh, I didn't think you picked up. I haven't called anybody in like 12 years. <laughs> you picked up. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't really um, use that part of my phone a lot either. Yeah, me neither. But I was going through my call list and I, I just wanted to see who would pick up. Uh, mostly because we're in a uh, race war right now. And everybody, uh -oh. I have a notepad. And everybody that didn't pick up uh, said, not ally. Oh. Um, but it's late and you picked up, so I have you as an ally. Uh, but I wrote for now. You're the first one. Man, that so, was a close one because I almost didn't pick up. And I don't want to be it, on the wrong side. You done, you've done the work, so why would you want to be labeled? I'm going to put this into a think piece. I just – just, but not like now that I'm uh, actually saying it out loud, it sounds kind of crazy. It's because um, I haven't used a phone as a phone in several years. And the yeah. fact that you picked up is a cause for concern. Are you like, here's a, I don't know if I trust, is you're a liberal dude, right? Um, yeah, I don't use that label for myself, but I would say most of my opinions do. What do you say, that liberal direction. man? Um, liberal, liberal I they. Say, I would say liberal boy. Okay. Like, because uh, I feel like I I'm like new that. to it. Yeah, like I'm sort yeah. of like a scared, more child than I am 
First of all, I want to say, as far as using my phone for a phone, I think I've used my phone for a paperweight more often than I've used it for a phone. I'm almost sure that's true. Okay. Because my fan's on a lot. That th- your fan's on a lot. Yeah, it's hot, gotcha. you know, so I got to weigh down the papers more than I'm going to, like, call someone. You yeah, know? It's, it's banana land. Why would you call someone in 2020? Much less at this time of night. Secondly, yeah. I wanted to um, – I didn't know we were actually in the race war yet. I thought it was, like, kind of, like, you know, early, like, right before World War Two, like – right before Pearl Harbor. I know World War II was gotcha. going on before Pearl Harbor. Yeah. But I thought it was like going to pop off by the end of the year, maybe. Yeah. You know, sometime I, in the next six months. I dig your vernacular of pop off. That's the proper phrasing when you're talking about how the race war started. You're you not going to say it was aggression on both sides. You're going to say, no, shit popped off. Right. And then we were in a war. Well, I think I got that from you because you had that bit about how Obama said pop off that time. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. Obama was I have like, that, oh, uh, people want to pop I have that off. framed. It's a good bit. Obama said pop off, and then he could do no wrong. Do you think – I'm going to ask you something objectively. And okay. race war, like, if you could say objectively, who do you think is going to win? Race war. And also, is um, it all out? Is it just white people versus everyone that they've wronged? Or is it like Hispanics versus like Greeks versus Asians? Are all Asians together? I got to admit, I don't I think know. It's, I, I feel like I've dreamed about this. Uh, it, I feel like it starts off with sections, right? Right. Until uh, the white man starts uh, winning. And then there will be a leader that arises that unites all the minorities together. And then what will happen is uh, white women will slowly come over to the minority side and that will turn the scales of the war until the white man is no longer. Yeah, that's true. White women already prefer you guys. So that is going to be. I heard that on a uh, documentary about the KKK I was watching. Uh-huh. Um, you ever watch something because you were like, I feel like being upset and oh, this will yeah. do it. That's like yeah, that all was, of Twitter to me. Yeah. This, uh, I was watching it and someone said like a clan member was like, they're taking all our women. <laughs> they're taking our women. I have a white girlfriend. So it made me mad because sure, white sure, women sure. as white women as a whole are not fantastic. I found a good one and I like mine. Right. Uh, but as a whole, Y'all can keep them. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, it's not, it, I got upset and I started having this dream where I would just like wake up in a field that was abandoned and I'd be wearing all black. I'd look like Blade. My, uh, I had a cape and sunglasses and my hairline came back. It was a great dream, that's, David. That's, uh, a, that's a fucking awesome dream, man. Is it? Yeah, right? And I turned around and then I saw a big barn. And then it just had the flashing letters KKK, KKK. Uh, like in neon? Around. In neon, like it was a nightclub. And was, like this shit was popping. It wasn't right, popping right. off, but it was popping. Right. And so right, I right. walked up and then I kicked the doors in and I yelled, where are the white women at? 
I like that scene in Blazing Saddles. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's exactly that. And then everyone's head exploded. And then Uh, I just ascended into heaven on the back of a black power fist. That is the best dream I've ever heard. It's uh, it's great. It's a uh, and then I wake up, girlfriend still sleeping, and uh-huh. then I just like <laughs> kind of look to the camera and give him that thriller laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> man, that's a really ah! that's a really spot on Vincent Price laugh. <laughs> I think I thought it's pretty good. That's how it that's how it happens. And then uh, she wakes up and she's like, "Who are you talking to?" I was like, don't worry about it. Go to sleep. I will say that I have dated mostly white women. Yeah. They're a real mixed bag. They, uh, they're not unified in their preferences. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some really don't like black people. Yeah, that's how we got Trump, I guess. I think, yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) that is hard data. Yeah. Hard data facts. And they're like, well, he does molest women, but at least he's racist. I feel like that had at to least, be the yeah. thinking. <laughs> at least he's racist. It's <laughs> like uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, the chicken's mediocre, but at least it's overpriced. We'll go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt that same way when uh, Trump started calling it the, uh, the Chinese virus. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, he's doing this to make his supporters feel better because they're like, Oh, well, he did fuck all this up, but he yeah. is still racist, you guys. We got to give him yeah. that. Is that he's is, still very racist. This is horrible and extremely racist, but I think one thing that I can always anticipated us, me being the one saying that to you in a conversation. So I'm glad it worked out the other way. <laughs> no, I just feel like you just say what you feel and then uh after several months you're like hey remember that thing i said (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah. that was racist uh (laughs) boy can i before and i want you to finish what you're thinking but the last (laughs) few months of uh are yeah the last month to a year has been me remembering every sex oh shit yeah oh shit sorry what happened sorry uh Nothing happened. That's just the sound I make whenever a white man's talking. Um, (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) Is there anything funnier than the phrase Kung Flu? Maybe as a Bruce Lee fan. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Bruce would have chuckled about that before he wrote his think piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what? Who coined that? Was that? I think that was Trump. That was Trump, man. Every it doesn't now make and then. You... Oh, he hit you with one. Yeah, I remember in a debate with Hillary, he she said something about how he's such a child and he's so like out of control of his emotions. And she's like, he threw a fit when The Apprentice didn't win an Emmy. And Trump leaned into the mic and went, we should have won. And it was so <laughs> funny. And I'm like, this man is horrible. He's oh, the worst person. Yeah. But every now and then. Yeah, he hits you a, with one. It's uh, just so, so ridiculous. And you I had to be, you had to have like a fourth grade bully's mind to come up with some of this stuff. 
And it was the same thing in fourth grade where the bully would like be said, you're like, I hate that guy. And then he'd say, he'd like burn you real good. And you'd be like, yeah. fuck, that was a good one though. I, David, can I trust you? I think so. I think I feel like I can. We've been friends for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember that time we did, yes. a, uh, we did the road together? Oh, so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we had dance parties fun. and stuff. Yeah. It was at a dance party or uh, there's four of us. It's me, you, Joe Fitzpatrick, and a guy that will not be named. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, that's a good choice. Uh, it's like that's a big thing. People are getting called out in comedy, and that's uh, it's pretty nice, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a good thing. Like self policing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the, people don't just make shit up. Like, no one's ever, uh, I don't know, maybe people make shit up, but very rarely, yeah. very rare that that yeah. happens. Yeah, I think that's very, I think you're right that that is very rare. Well, that's what I was going to say earlier, is now I'm remembering, like, and I think this is a good thing, but now I'm remembering every racist, sexist thing I've ever done since, like, junior yeah. high school. You know, right. and I think it's good, because we should be questioning ourselves, but every day I'll like, not every day, but my head will pop off my pillow and I'm like, I shouldn't have said that to that freshman when I was a senior. That was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's important. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's really important and we should be called out and embarrassed if we do dumb shit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's imperative that we are if we're being harmful to other people. I don't, it's like, white liberals scare me. I look at white liberals the same way I look at honeybees. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I know you're here to help, but I still can't trust you fully. Right. Yes. I feel like, <laughs> I, yeah. I am afraid of being stung. I've been stung too many times. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're just ignorant. Most, I think most of uh, our friends, and that includes me, most of the time we're well-meaning but ignorant, you know, like we're like, a white person would say like, hey, you know what? I just think of all people as white. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, you're, I see what you're trying to do. That is an aggressive way to say I don't see color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's white in my book. We're all the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all the best. It's like every party in Indiana that I go to is like, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar start playing and then a white dude will walk up to you and be like, hey, but have you heard the acoustic version of this? It's like, see, now I got to choke you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't deal with this anymore. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm working. I know it's late. I'm working on a uh, concept to open up my own brewery. And do you drink craft beer? Oh, yeah. Well, do I mean, you? not a lot, you know, because okay. I can't afford it. But mm. when, when I can get one, uh, I'll get one. Like, like if, if you got a drink, if you got a drink ticket, I was about to say when I have a drink ticket, one yeah. of the last shows I did was at this awesome brewery and they had like a peanut butter stout. I'm Ooh, like, yeah. Oh fuck, hook it up. And it was so yeah. good. They're like, Oh, they're pretty strong. They're like 10% or something or almost like 9.6. And I was like, fuck it. I don't care. Give it. <laughs> it's it's so too, good. it's too good. To, uh, it's too late to be talking this sexy. Yeah. yeah I'm, yeah, I'm kind of, buzzing right now to be honest with you I'm i figured my... i didn't think this yeah. was a sober call oh this is a check-in and then i was like i remember how much i loved you but then i questioned myself i was like am i wrong 
You know what? But then you just you reaffirmed that I'm not. I I've, I've got good taste in friends. I do that same thing all the time, where I'm like, "Do I love myself?" Nah, yeah. well, nah. we'll check in. Let's check in next week. <laughs> you were asking me about craft beers, though, and I was curious about where that was going. No, I was just drinking one. Oh, that's that nice. was okay. Oh, I'm yeah. out of beer brewery glass. I'm going to open up my own craft brewery uh, oh, just yeah. so I can make all my beer names uh, very aggressively black because oh. it just doesn't exist yet. I got to bring it to my people. And this is the way. Like, I want people to walk in my bar and the first beer they see is the We Shall Overcome Doppelbach mm. or the, uh, the Snow Bunny Blonde or the... <laughs> Uh, that orange motherfucker ain't my president. <laughs> I like that one. That'd be good. That is a top seller right there. Do you know what Brooklyn... We'll do mostly that. We'll mostly do that in White Claw. Oh, I sure. Think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta have options for everybody. I, I don't know what Snow Bunny Blonde is. I don't get that reference. Um, a Snow Bunny is a white woman uh, that... Um, prefers black men oh i assume that's only available as a 40 ounce then oh shit oh shit Hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening to episode seven, which for some reason ended up being the podcast all about race. And that my daughter talked about race, and Dwight talked about race, and Tim did a racist character. I don't know if that counts as a racist character. I will say this at the beginning, uh, I did not know, I've never seen my 600 pound life. And then Tim starts doing what I think is an Indian doctor, later found out is an Iranian doctor when I looked it up, so I guess, fuck me, I'm racist. Uh, But then I did look it up, that impression, pretty spot on. Anyway, I love Tim. Tim is such a hilarious scumbag to me. And I don't, you know what, I think everyone says that about Tim, is both of those things. And then... I don't think Tim's really a scumbag. I'm going to come out and say it. Tim, you're, okay, you're kind of a scumbag, but you're so funny, and you're actually a super nice human being. He probably won't listen to this, though, because he's also an asshole. Oh, my dog is currently chewing a piece of mail. I could stop recording this, but I've already tried five times, and something goes wrong every time. Nikita, give me whatever that is. Give it. Give it. Oh, good. This was Susan's. By the way, no Susan Blake on this episode because she had to be out of town. So once I, I don't know how I feel about doing those voices. I like I'm having fun with it when it happens and then immediately afterwards. It's like everything else I do immediately afterwards. I'm like, oh, God, I'm so stupid and probably offensive in some way, uh, which is a lot of what Dwight and I were talking about. Oh, so Tim If you want more of Tim, and why wouldn't you, 
he uh, does this uh, YouTube show, and I think he puts it on all of his other social media. Uh, it's Tim McLaughlin, and he has a show called Is It Tight with Tim McLaughlin, where he, like, reviews, like, shit like salt and Lunchables and scented candles. I literally think he grabs whatever's sitting next to him and then reviews it. But it's a fun show. Uh, that's what makes it fun. So, that was Tim. I'm doing these all out of order this time. Oh, also he has a show on Twitch. But I still don't 100% get Twitch and how it works. But it's called, I think, The Worldly Podcast. He said The Worldly Show. You know what he told me when I was like, Tim, let me know if there's anything I could plug. And he said, is it tight with Tim McLaughlin? Which you should definitely check out. And then he said, also The Worldly Show on Twitch. So now you have as much information as I have to figure it out. And I found it after a while. Um, we started off, though, uh, with my daughter, Miranda Britton, uh, who was great. And I'd heard that IHOP story before, uh, like right after it happened. Um, you can follow her on a bunch of social media stop, stuff. At, uh, it's at Mira Brit Art. So that's M-I-R-A. B-R-I-T-A-R-T. Man, I hope I spelled that right. You know what? I feel like I'm fucking everything up so much tonight. What did I say? I said M-I-R-A-B-R-I-T-A-R-T. Um, she also has a show uh, called Let's Watch Shaolin Showdown, I believe it's called. And I think that's on Daily Motion. So if you liked uh, the... 90s cartoon Shaolin Showdown, which is an interesting cartoon, and it's fun to watch her and her friend Jerrica review that show. Um, anyway, so I think that's that. That's their stuff. And then finally, my good buddy Dwight Simmons. Oh man, Dwight and I did go on like just a short, like week long tour one time, and it was super fun. And Dwight's obviously like a really smart dude and super funny. He is headlining at the Comedy Attic, which is our old home club in Bloomington, Indiana. Coming up real soon, so check ComedyAttic.com for those dates. He's also been doing this thing on Medium, uh, Medium.com, uh, called Racism on the Road, where he writes about just his experiences of dealing with racism on the road. Here's the surprising thing about all this, is that Dwight is like super white, so anyway... Um, you can also, why would I say, I don't know how that's going to play, leaving it in. Also, uh, you should check out his first album, Pacifist Aggressive. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. I think it went to number one on iTunes. Uh, Dwight's the best and really funny, and I miss that guy so much. Um, and that's it for this week. I'm not even going to listen to this back. Okay, thanks again for listening. Bye.